Hi everyone, I'm Margie Alaniz and this is Shining Bright. These are the stories of everyday women who are making the ordinary extraordinary. Oh my goodness, what a time, right? And I know you're hearing this everywhere. I know that you know it. You don't need me to tell you what a time. But if you're anything like me, which I'm betting that we all feel like we're in the same boat, if we're lucky enough to be healthy and if we're lucky enough to have the shelter and the food that we need, uh, those, are, those are big ifs because there's a lot of people out there right now who don't and that weighs heavily on my mind. Um, but if we are blessed to be able to have the things that we need and are here isolating, quarantined, you know, uh, trying to knock this out, then I would imagine a lot of us feel like we're in the same boat. And that is one day I feel like I got this and we have a plan and we have some structure, uh, a little bit of structure, right? I mean, uh, I worked from home before and I still work from home, only there's kids here now. And my husband works from home and we work together. And so uh, 100% togetherness all the time and, and work and uh, a lot less work and some more stress when it comes to business of what do things look like and, and where are things going. Um, you know, we're all there. Like we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what the next week holds, the next month, the next six months, the next year. And that is fear inducing, that is anxiety ridden uh, thinking. But, um, and, and what that does I think is, is it can have these high highs and these low lows. And so yesterday, like I had a bad day and I, my brain felt fuzzy. It felt like it was uh, just disorganized. I could not finish a thought. I could not finish any one project. And I, I was frustrated, right? And um, I really want to try to use this time to grow in some ways and, and to try to do something different and uh, maybe make something better, right? And, and that is our podcast. And here we are talking to you. And here I am talking to you. And so that's one thing that we've been working towards. And we're trying to utilize this time to work on something that we've wanted to do, but we haven't had the time or we haven't had the focus. And um, so we're doing that. But I tell you what, I'm still lacking a little bit of focus. And uh, so I've been taking a lot of walks and I've been trying to do a lot of breathing. I've been doing a little bit of running. Um, you know, I, my knees hurt because I've been walking so much because it's kind of my saving grace to, to get out and breathe. That's my meditation, if you will. That's my time to reflect and think. And, um, and so that, that's what I've got right now. And that's what I can do. And I'm, I'm holding on to that pretty dear. And I've got healthy kids for today and I've got a healthy husband and uh, the rest of my family is doing okay too. And so um, I count us as the lucky ones in this situation. Uh, but it has struck me over the last couple weeks how important relationships are, how much I probably took that for granted, whether I'm meeting new people every day or whether I'm uh, seeing old friends or maybe neighbors or loved ones, my parents, you name it. Those aren't things that I can do as easily right now. And I think I took a lot of that for granted that I could just go talk to them and see them um, whenever I wanted. And so I find myself a little more emotional and wanting to connect with them a little bit more. I find myself wanting to jump on FaceTime just to see their face and make sure that they're okay and um, to be able to actually like lock eyes with them 
and and look at them and I know that I I want that and I know that they appreciate that too because I can see it in their face and I can I can feel it and so I think that's the one thing that struck me as I wanted to do this episode is I want to check in with a few of my farm her friends around the country there are uh, a couple people in different spots uh, from coast to coast and I kind of said, how can we, can we talk to people in different industries who do different jobs, who are very different people, none of them know each other, but you know, we're all in the same boat here and I wanted to check in and see how are they. And on that note, um, that, that's one thing I am gonna try to ask everybody who I talk to and I'm gonna try to really listen. How are you? I hope you're doing okay. Let's talk about it, right? And, and let's do that on a video and, and so I can see your face. Because that's a pretty important thing right now. Like, don't, don't forget to check in and see how people are doing. And we're gonna talk about their businesses. We're gonna talk about how things have changed. We're gonna talk about their industries too. So stay tuned because these are some good conversations as I call a few of my farmer friends to talk about how they are. So first up, we're gonna take it to Erin Leifker, who is someone on our team who she just shines bright. We all eat, and that is why farming will always matter. Everybody Eats is where the stories of food and farming intersect. These stories, told through my Farm Her lens, connect us to our food, and more importantly, the people behind it. Everybody Eats is the stories of those who protect our rural communities, who grow our food with extraordinary care, and who provide support, education, and assistance to make sure everybody eats. To find out more, visit farmher.com and click on the Everybody Eats tab. Okay, so here we go, checking in and saying hi. So first up, Erin, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I have to say that it is like a joy to see other people's faces. Right. Um, but yeah, like that that's one of my biggest things with this is I think it's important to check in with other people and see how they're doing because I know you and I uh, every day talk already, but there's ups yeah. and downs, right? I know. Yeah. I kind of am living for the Google Hangout. When do we get to see each other? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So yeah, like I, I wanted to hear a little bit. I mean, Erin, you're, you're our business manager, right? So we already yeah. worked from a distance a lot of the time. So yes. like, there's some of this is not too much of a blip for us, but mm -hmm. tell me like how it's affected your day to day in general? Working from home all the time without scooters or the studio. Um, well, I, I can tell you though that I feel better in my days when I am working, first of all. Yeah. Um, the thing that has changed is my location because Jeremy's in my office and I travel now to the basement or the couch, which is where I'm sitting right now. I thought I'd just be real and sit at the couch. This is where um, we are. Table. <laughs> um, and so I think that's a big a big thing is where. Um, the second thing is um, that I've got two kids at home now too. So that makes it a little more challenging because it was my quiet house, my office, and now there's more people. But they've been pretty good. So I'd say that's the biggest thing. Plus I miss coming to the studio or bopping around to a meeting and all that stuff. But it it's weird, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, part of mm -hmm. me says, oh my gosh, we were kind of, I don't want to call this artificially busy. Like we had really busy schedules up until like <laughs> a week and a half ago. And now I'm like, yes. So, huh. so that leads me to my next question though. Okay. Um, I think that 
finding some grace in all of this, like it may be trying to find some bright spots in all of it are important, right? And so yes. what are some of the things that maybe you've realized that you want to keep about maybe having more time? I'm not even going to put words in your mouth. Like what are some things that you are going to keep with yourself, with you when, when we actually get to leave <laughs> where we yes. are? Yes. Right. Um, I am going to, there's a meme. I'm not going to say it because I can't remember it, but like all those things that were going on, like what's important and what is not, and what are you going to bring back in and what are you going to just leave? And I mean, you and I talk about this a lot. Like I pick up a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot. I mean, I, and I think that has been the biggest realization for me is I, I am okay with the slow roll. And it just put perspective on a lot of things, right? Yeah. Like the running around and the crazy. And of course, those things are going to come back. Some of them are going to come back. But I think just the way you even think about it will be different. My perspective around it will be different. And I think it will also be easier to say, we're good. It's okay. We don't need to do this. We don't need to do that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be huge. And I keep saying, I think I'm probably going to transition back to the grind harder then I have transitioned to this because I felt like I was moving fast forward. So silver linings, I would rather not have to have experienced all of this, but if we're going to look for it, that those would be the things that I've learned. Yeah. A lot of learning. I'm with you. It's, um, you know, the things that seemed like a really big deal two weeks ago, I'm realizing mm -hmm. that that was maybe somewhat of an artificial fire within me too, right? Like yeah. there's, there's always a drive to move forward and, and get things yeah. done. And for but sure, it's 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 actually been nice to like have some calm, like forced calm if if we're gonna pick yeah. some good out of this yep. that exists for everybody, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh. Okay, and so yeah, and you had something I cut. Yeah, well, I was say, and um, and I I now know that I can like prepare supper and actually get things done like that too. So unfortunately, I probably have to keep that up too. <laughs> It's kind of nice though. I'm like, oh, it like, is. There's no like, what are we gonna eat? Where are we gonna eat? And like, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, I actually like, I made breadsticks, breadsticks from scratch. Like real last week. bread. I'm yeah. impressed. I know. Oh yeah, I saw you eating them. I did see you eating them on on your story. They were actually really good. I was pretty doubtful That's that awesome. it would turn out okay, but um, right? yeah, it's. It's, it's one of those, like, I actually do like to bake and I don't take the time uh -huh. to do it, right? And, and so, like, stopping to think about what some of those yes. things are. Okay, yeah. so um, you said something that you would keep. What's, what's the, the biggest thing that you're missing in all of this? What's the biggest what? Thing that you're missing. Oh. Um, well, I miss knowing that I could, like, just go to my parents' house because I haven't really been back there since Christmas. And now I'm like, oh, it's a little panicky, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, like not knowing that we can just go. I say home. We still call it home. Um, I miss that. Like, and I miss, I just went to the grocery store and I miss like, I, I hate going to the grocery store, but I was so heightened the whole time I was there. So I miss like, Feeling normal? Not, like, thinking about every <laughs> single aspect of feeling normal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then I, I, miss, I miss the gym. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. Because um, I clearly am not 
real motivated on my own. I'm moving, but I do miss that. Like that's something that's something I relied on. So that that's a lesson too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think there's good lessons in all of that. And, Mm -hmm. and I think what I heard you say is there's good in this. Yeah. If we have to find it, there's always a silver lining. There's things that we've learned that we don't want to live without. And you know, right. may, may we find a balance when this is eventually over. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. excited to like be in the same room again sometime, sometime. Someday I know. We're, we're going to get some there. car conversations. Yep. yep. I know. It'll happen again. I know. <laughs> Until then, Google Hangouts. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for letting me just yes. pop in and say hi. And Excellent. we okay. will talk to you soon. You Thanks. take care. Okay. Bye. Have fun. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Margie. Join the journey by calling in and leaving a message with your questions or comments. Anything you want to share goes at 855-776-6147 or record it on your phone and email it to us at info at farmher.com. We look forward to hearing from you. I am back. I'm here with Shelby Watson Hampton, who you are uh, way out there in Maryland. And while I think you guys are, are you under like a stay at home order right now? Yes, we are under the stay at home mandate. We can only leave the house for essential items, uh, groceries and stuff uh, for medical attention. And then if we're considered an essential employee, which agriculture is. So we live 10 minutes from our farm. So we go back and forth between our house and the farm. Yeah. And I see right now, I can see you. You are out there. Uh, What are you guys doing right now? What's going on? So my husband is behind me. I'm going to see if I can switch a little bit. I don't know if you can see him or not. We are fixing fences. Yeah. Yes, there's Wade. Um, So we're actually adding a metal or wire um, bottom to our existing deer fence uh, because the groundhogs have been tunneling under. Oh, darn it. So what you're telling me is uh, things haven't stopped on the farm, but I'm guessing things look a little bit different. Like, so, so tell me what the, the real, real is of not being able to have people come into like onto your grounds, into your location to, to drink your wine. Yeah. So that's changed a lot. Um, about two weeks ago now, I think it is because things have kind of gone in phases here. Um, we stopped having any public into the tasting room. And what we are doing is we're open seven days a week from 12 to six for pickup orders only. And we do a completely contactless uh, pickup order. So you call, place your order by phone, pay by credit card over the phone and set up a pickup time. And then my aunt Susan gets the wine ready. And when they get here, uh, they call us, let us know they're here. She will walk the wine of their order out to the picnic table, set it on the table and then walk away back into the winery. And then they will come out of their car, pick up the wine and get back in the car. So I was going to say, I mean, I, I feel like maybe not everyone will agree with this, but wine is kind of an essential part of this for me. (laughs) It is actually, it's funny you say that. Um, the governor did state that our wineries, breweries and distilleries are still essential. Yeah. Um, and so as food and beverages are essential, as long as you follow the safety protocols, which we are. Yeah. Um, and we've had several orders every day and people have seemed pretty grateful for it and we're grateful for the business because it's hard on small business. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's yeah. been an adjustment. So in that realm, you got you guys are adjusting. You're figuring out what your normal is for now. How are you? Like, how are you holding up? I mean, this is this is the most bizarre thing, right? Yeah, this is uh, a little crazy. So we also have the weddings here, you know, at the farm. 
Yeah. Our wedding season was supposed to start mid-April. And so we have had to reschedule all of the April and May weddings. And we've moved oh. them onto Sundays in July. Oh. Um, so that was, you know, my Aunt Susan did that. She runs the wedding portion. Um, that was a big lift for the first, like, seven or eight days. Lots of phone calls. Lots of rescheduling with vendors. But everybody's in the same boat. So yeah. fingers crossed everything is situated, you know, by June or July. And that we're back to the new normal. Because that would... That would be a big uh, detriment to us to lose the wedding business portion of it. Yeah, so. yeah. So what you're saying is you've been able to kick the can down the road for for the short term, but um, a little you're, bit you're, you're hanging in. And like you personally, are you feeling you are an extrovert? Like I yeah. I met you a couple of years ago at your farm, but I feel like I've seen you more often at other events because we're both like this, right? Like we show up and then yeah. there's Shelby. She's just at the bar. And yay, or maybe there's Margie at the bar and we run into each other, right? And so um, how are are you hanging in there, you and Wade? So it's funny because I saw one of the posts on Facebook that said, check on your extrovert friends. We are not okay. Yeah. (laughs) And it's kind of like uh, my family's, we're big huggers, you know, very close and in touch. And um, I apologize. You might hear a helicopter in the background. We are here in the hospital and they fly over a couple times a day. Give me one second. Yeah, you're fine. He will fade in the background. Um, So actually, you know, a lot of the family lives on the farm. Um, So what we've been doing is we're all working in our own corners. And when we pass each other, we say 15 to 20 feet away. And I just wave and say hi. None of the family units are interacting. So like my husband and I live in one house. So we're we're one family unit. So we don't get close to my grandma. We don't get close to my parents. Um, And, you know, it's a weird thing. And I've seen a couple articles about this online. When things started canceling a couple of weeks ago, I had 27 meetings and conferences yeah. and conventions disappear off my calendar, which I'm yeah. sure you did too, because we're too. everywhere. Yeah. And it, at first it was frustrating and you're trying to figure out what to do. But honestly, this slowdown, I think, is the first time in my adult life where I have had a minute to breathe. Um, we're home now. I'm not running all over the state, you know, doing meetings and late night events and things like that. And Everything's being done via Zoom and webinar and conference call. So I do have for my job, you know, as an agricultural marketing specialist and for the farm, seven or eight hours a day of computer work, easy, yeah. plus the calls. So we're working from home, teleworking from the house and then working on the farm. But it's been something to be home every night for dinner, to actually yeah. like cook dinner, have time to put the, the garden in. We haven't had a garden in years because we've been so busy at the farm. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit of a breather. Yeah. yeah, it's it is. I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. Like it's it's scary on one hand, but um, when you don't have the distraction of where you need to be going next, it allows you to actually be more yeah. present, right? Which is something that I think I've been struggling with for a number of years. Like, how do I be more present in my life, right? When when there's all this, this did stuff it for us. Yeah. We so are, how are present. You guys and the kids. How we're are good. You, and the kids? you know what? We're good. We're uh, we're here. We we are not being around anybody else either. And my kids keep coming up with like, "Can we just go do this?" And we're like, "No, we can't just go do that." Um, but but yeah, we we're we're doing puzzles. We're cooking dinner. Kids are doing chores. Like I'm like this is our new normal, and we're not going back from this. You guys are going to keep folding clothes, and this is perfect. No, um, we're, we're all healthy, and we can't complain one bit, right? I mean, it's, Good. Yes. it's, yes. it's the thing. So, okay, well, uh, any last words of wisdom from Shelby before we jump off of the phone here? What, what would you say to everyone else out there who's in your same shoes? 
just uh, keep the faith, you know, be safe, uh, be smart and keep the faith that this will eventually work out, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah. Well, my friend, thank you for jumping on the call. I can't wait until I can run into you in a hotel lobby or somewhere soon down the road. It was good seeing you. Thanks so much for calling. Yeah, you guys take care. Bye. Hey guys, this is Margie from Farm Her. I want to remind you all that we have some really fun, functional, cute merchandise out on our store at farmher.com. And fall has arrived in the Farm Her market. We've got some new sweatshirts, hoodies, one of my favorite windbreakers out there. So check it out at farmher.com. And while you're there, be sure to use the code SHININGBRIGHT and save 10% just for our listeners. Okay, we are here with Shelly Bosshart Davis. Shelly, welcome from Oregon. How are you? Yes, I'm doing okay. It is um, a different time in our lives right now that I think none of us saw coming. So I think that we're all dealing with it in our own um, ways, but things are okay right now. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm. This is off script, but here's one thing that I like that you said. I'm okay. Like I keep finding myself being like, I'm great, and I'm like. Actually, I'm not great. Like, I don't know what I am. Sometimes I'm great. Sometimes I'm not, <laughs> you know, so okay yeah. is a much better term, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think so. <laughs> okay, so uh, Shelly, just to recap, you have a lot of things in your world. You you have the trucking business, uh, you're engaged in agriculture heavily, and you're a representative in the state of Oregon. Uh, for the House of Representatives. So why don't you give me a lay of the land about like the different things that you do? How are you participating? How are you like, oh, we got someone else in here real quick. Can, hey, oh. Stephanie, you're fine. Can can we have you jump out and jump back in? Like, right, yeah. <laughs> so it works that way. That's one thing that I just learned. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so can I have you just tell us, like, what is your new normal? Like, how are, are you, is the House of Representatives on pause? Are you meeting uh, from a distance? What is the, like, so many questions I have for you. <laughs> yeah, that part's really, um, I, I would say, interesting. Um, we are in flux right now trying to figure out, I mean, you look at even when you talk about Congress um, in Washington, D.C. and how they're trying to deal with this and figuring out how to vote and still stay six feet away from one another. They have members of Congress that have tested positive for it or presumptive. Um, so we're dealing with a lot of the same things here. It is, we are not in session, but we are in conversations every single day. Uh, so my specific day, like you mentioned, we have trucking, we have ag, um, we're gearing up for harvest, uh, still a few months away, granted, but still talking about it. We have exports. Um, you know, thankfully, we're part of transportation, which is literally an essential business and part of the critical infrastructure here in America. Um, and so dealing with that, dealing with constituents here in my district that are out of work, that are losing businesses, that are um, trying to get PPE for uh, frontline healthcare workers, all of that kind of takes up my day. So yeah. um, that's in a nutshell. But as far as the House of Representatives um, here in the state of Oregon, we most likely will go into a session um, to figure out some sort of budgetary um, 
items in the next couple of weeks and figuring out what that looks like. But of course, we've all heard on the news that the federal, uh, the feds just passed a package. And so all of the states are going to get money. So we're seeing kind of what that kind of money is before we look at our own budget. But every state is in the same boat, literally, in trying to figure out how they best help their state. Um, Oregon is no different. It's, it's just so many things are like fast moving and up in the air. And I feel like I try not to watch the news all the time, but every time I pay attention, there's something else going on, you know, and it's, it is just a, a unprecedented time. So talking about trucking, which is your, your business, right? Like that is, mm -hmm. that is your main business. And I have to say that that's something heavy on my mind as, as I think about all of the people I've met all over the country who produce food, who grow food, you guys are the only people that I've met that I've, I've know, come to know personally who are a part of the trucking. And while you, you guys are moving, maybe not always food items, but you know agricultural products, um, it's something that's, I, I don't know that everybody realizes that like the food is still being grown, you know, and mm -hmm. workers obviously to get that food harvested and to the processing facilities and having people work at the processing facilities, but much less it needs to move down the road. Right. And so mm -hmm. have you guys, have you guys seen much blips in that? Like how, how is the trucking industry right now? I think um, the, the first thing I would say is the appreciation for the truck drivers and the appreciation of, for supply chain is so welcome and yeah. so amazing to see, um, to see that kind of just acknowledgement. And I always say with transportation that it's one of those things that if it works well, nobody notices it. But as soon as something goes wrong or, or all of a sudden it's in the news, then all of a sudden transportation, supply chain, warehousing, exports, um, how food and supplies move through our nation. Um, it's come a, a little bit under the microscope and it's come out really smelling like roses because we're getting product to the grocery store. And even before that, we're getting the raw materials to making that toilet paper, right? Or making those um, those healthcare supplies that are so necessary and trying to move the economy as much as possible because as much as we're concerned about the healthcare and the health of America right now, we're also concerned about the economy and the social impacts to a struggling economy. I'm concerned about the people that are home and isolated and what comes of that. And so being part of the trucking industry right now, I think is amazing. Our truck drivers are fantastic. Um, it's something that's continuing to move. And from the trucks to the ports, to the warehouse, um, all of that is considered critical. And so we're continuing to move, I would say almost as normal. Um, we definitely have made some modifications like everybody has um, and making sure that the health of our employees are number one, but things are, things are moving and truly trucking moves America. And we're super excited to be part of that. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I mean, naturally truck drivers are somewhat isolated, right? Um, mm -hmm. if, if they're driving, but they have to deal with other people. So I'm sure you have had to go through some other protective measures for them. Yep, exactly. And so it just for one example, um, as they drive in and out of the ports of Tacoma up in Washington, um, there, that particular port, you have to actually pick up a phone to then call in when you come to the front of the line. And before 
it was no big deal. But now we're like, listen, you have to put that phone up to your face. And how many people have touched that phone of that day? And so as we're going through this and bringing these um, concerns up, we just found out this morning that the Port of Tacoma just switched out those phones to more of an intercom system. So people are taking this seriously. Um, we know it's not if, but when there becomes a, a problem at the port, but they have contingency plans in place. Um, and people are talking about what happens if this, because we know we have to keep things moving in and out of the ports to get our supplies to um, really to all of America. So we take that job very seriously and also putting in um, every contingency that we can to make sure that uh, everybody stays safe. Yeah. Okay. So um, you wear a lot of hats from representative business owner, uh, farm her, uh, but I know your mom, your wife, your daughter, how are you holding up? Like how, how, I know you said earlier you're okay, but this, the, the reality of this is like, it's, it's so bizarre. And, and you like me and the person I just got off with Shelby, you know, we are people, people, you know? Yeah. And so it's, yeah. it's really tough. Right. And so yeah. how, how are you? Well, um, my business partner, Macy, is amazing, as you know, because you've met her as well. Um, and then I have three other girlfriends, um, Kathy, Marie, and Brenda, that we, they're all farmers. We all keep in contact. Um, that keeps us going literally every day. Um, let's see, today's Wednesday. So yesterday morning, I drove um, to meet Brenda in a parking lot. And we, it was seven in the morning, and we stayed six feet apart from each other. But just to have that personal contact, instead of um, just talking on the phone or via text message. Um, so there's little things like that, that have been something to look forward to. Um, but that one's just, you know, a funny one where you have to drive to kind of have that personal contact, but you realize um, how much we are people, people persons, I guess you would say. And and to, to miss that or to not shake somebody's hand or to just to think how we're going to rethink this moving forward and how much easier it is to sit at a table together and look over spreadsheets or whatever the case may be, how much harder it is on a conference call or even a video call. So there's just things that are absolutely changing. Um, but making sure you're staying connected with people, I think is so important. Um, my girls are doing awesome. They're 12, 14, and 17. Um, they're raising hogs and they're spending time out in the barn, which um, we're so grateful to have that opportunity where we have space outside and they can go out to the barn and um, work their FFA and 4-H hogs right now. So we're taking advantage of that kind of time. But right now they're all on their Zoom and Loom calls with their school and working through that different time of their lives. So um, that's how that's how I'm getting through it. It's how, that's how I'm getting through it. Yeah. Well, good for you. I, I had no doubt that you're keeping a positive attitude. I uh, sang probably 20 times last night to my daughter, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. This is all I got right now. I, this is the only thing I can say to you for all of the things that I can't, I can't fix right now. So mm -hmm. you guys hang in there. This has been lovely talking to you. And uh, I can't wait till I can see your face in person sometime soon down the road. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Margie. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And now we're taking it down south. We are with Stephanie Ferris in Arizona. Are you in Buckeye, Arizona? Is that right, Stephanie? That's correct. Buckeye, Arizona. Out of all of the towns in this whole entire country, 
Oddly enough, you are the second person who I have visited in Buckeye, Arizona. Sherry uh, Sailor also is down there. <laughs> so uh, small world, you know, sometimes. But welcome to Shining Bright um, in what is a super strange time, right? Like this is uh, a unique time. So I'm going to ask you the same thing that I've been asking everybody else. And it's something I genu genuinely want to know. How are you? Like this is, this is a tough situation. Like emotionally, personally, professionally, like no matter, no matter who I talk to, I think, um, that's the, the deal. So how are you? Doing as good as I can be. Um, it's definitely a really challenging time for our industry, especially, you know, we grow fresh produce. Um, that's taken like a challenging, uh, hit challenging dynamic in the market right now with food service providers shutting down everywhere, Due to this pandemic. So it's been an interesting time. Um, even on like a personal side, we have a high school senior in the house. So they're a little frustrated at the canceling of prom and graduations and looking at where does this put moving into the dorm in August and things like that. So heartbreaking when all those things like those are big life moments, right? And yeah. now they're they're just gonna be gone. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's tough. So um, on the fresh food front, like, tell me what that looks like, because you guys r remind me, um, I can't remember how many pounds of greens that come out of Duncan Family Farms every week, but it's some amazingly large number, right? Yes. So we do, uh, on average, about a million pounds a week, and <laughs> we grow uh, all across the United States. Um, we're headquartered here in Arizona. And we grow baby leaf lettuce, all organic. So it's very short crop cycle. It averages about 28 days. Yeah. So uh, demand is kind of all over the place right now. We saw things like really, really strong when everybody was out shopping when this first started a few weeks ago. And then it's kind of tapered off and then it picks up some. So um, it's really hard to plan for like crop scheduling wise when the market is just so volatile right now and kind of all over the place. So that's been interesting, but we're definitely adapting. Yeah. I mean, the reality is that um, you're probably seeing some crops go to waste too, I would imagine in this, like there's no way around that when you have these like spikes and then these dips and it, it seems like it's something that might continue right in, in the short term, at least like, um, we, we can't predict what it's going to look like, but I will, I do want to tell you my husband, I, he went to the grocery store and he brought home some baby spinach. So hopefully we're, we're <laughs> helping that. But, um, so yeah, that, that's got to be one of the toughest things. And I think, you know, for everybody out there who maybe isn't a part of growing food, especially maybe on a mass scale like that, um, you know, you, you worry like, can we still get it right? And it's still growing and, and you guys still have it there. Are you struggling with workers right now? Um, you know, is, has your workforce changed? It has. So uh, sales and demand are just one of the challenges we're facing right now. Labor um, is probably the biggest way that we're being impacted currently. And part of that is like the uncertainty of H2A labor. Um, the, that's changed our operating plans for the summer, for sure. We operate in three locations in three different states during the summertime. 
So we rely on a ton of H2A labor to make that happen. And we really have just been prioritizing having a safe workplace for the H2A that are here because we provide their housing and transportation for them. Right. Um, so making sure that they we can do that safely uh, with all of them together has been a real priority for us right now. And all of those H2A teams that come out and work for us and help support our business, they all have family that they're concerned about um, during these times that they're away from as well. So really supporting our H2A teams however we can during this time has been really important to us. And then um, our internal teams, you know, we're seeing some labor shortages as well as employees of ours face childcare challenges with all of the schools being closed right now. So that's really kind of accelerating like the rate of change for our business and innovation and adapting um, because we're of this labor volatility that we're facing is really um, emerged as like a front running priority uh, for ourselves right now. So we've set ourselves up pretty well to face these times, um, making investments over the years, establishing technologies where we pretty easily transitioned over to remote for all of our meetings, even operations, even when people are on the farm, not wanting them to get in a meeting room and in close proximity to one another. So we were able, luckily, we have an amazing IT team that have really helped us, you know, with that so that we could roll that out pretty quickly and get everybody trained. And then the farm management software and technologies that we've invested in luckily over these past few years are really helping us out now to allow for remote oversight of our operations. So that's been pretty cool to see come to fruition and really bring value right now. Yeah. Yeah. It does speak to investing in, in those areas in the time when you're, Maybe you're not quite sure why you're doing it, you know, or, or it's not in play exactly, but it does matter. And and I think, um, you know, food safety, I know, is on the top of your mind all the time. And, you know, so like what what could you say to people out there who are going, can I get my fresh food? Like, is it going to get to is it going to get to my house the same way that it did? Is it going to get there in the same length of time? Like th- there's so many things. And I, I realize a lot of it's outside of your guys's control too but what what, what would you say uh, to the people out there like the mom who's worried can I can I go get that fresh spinach at the grocery store I think I would say it's coming it's there um where we from a fresh produce perspective um just because I was able to talk to some industry peers recently about the same thing the distribution, is where you're getting tied up right now. Yeah. And on the retail side, there's a lot of focus on the shelf stable goods that people are trying to stock up on. So you may see less SKUs offered in your produce section because they're really trying to prioritize just those must need items. Right. And you might not see all of the little convenient like bowls of salad that you were taking to work because demand of those has dropped so much. And when retailers are trying to prioritize their warehouse space, uh, they're going to focus on what they can push through rapidly. Mm -hmm. So it's coming and it's safe. I mean, one of the things of how we're pushing through is just continuing our mission of, you know, providing healthy, life-giving food out there to consumers and leaning on our values of our business during this time. Because 
we put people first no matter what. And the produce industry as a whole does as well. So our priority is ensuring our employees are safe and healthy and that they're producing that food for you so that we can make sure our customers are supplying to the retail shelves and that mom at home is able to get that spinach and provide good nutritious value for her family and make sure her family's safe and healthy during these times as well. I love that. I, I had no doubt that you guys, um, it, it's so clear being there that you are, you know, um, you look at your work family as a family and, and putting them first uh, will help make sure that that food gets where it needs to be and is grown. And, and um, so I, I love that perspective that don't, don't panic if it looks a little different at the store right now. It's just, it's working its way through the system for sure. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us. Your perspective has been uh, wonderful from someone who uh, is such a large part of probably the food that a lot of us eat on a pretty regular basis. So I appreciate your input and stay healthy and um, good luck. Thank you. You as well. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye. So I think in wrapping all of those conversations up, the biggest thing that I want to leave you with is don't forget to call up your friends and ask them how they're doing and then be sure to listen, right? Conversing matters. I know we all feel a little bit lost and, and we want to talk and we want to connect, but listen and, and ask how they're doing. You know, um, one thing I took away from Erin is she's going to keep some things from this, right? There is a silver lining in this. and. So she's gonna keep some things, and I think we all can think about this, right? What are the things that we're gonna hold a little dearer? Is that some free space in our calendar? Is that um, less stress about some of the things that don't actually matter? Is it, you know, washing our hands more? Who knows what that is? But um, think about what you might take away from this that will actually um, give you something back, right? And so I, I know there's growth in everything. So I love that from Erin. And then Shelby, gosh, I love Shelby. She will always make you smile. And remember, I think when I think of her, you know, find those people and make sure that you keep them in your life, those people who make you smile. And I hope you make them smile too. And so that was good to connect with Shelby. And, you know, being outdoors is something we can all do right now. So I love that take on it too. And then over to Oregon and Shelly, you know, you can wear a lot of hats and juggle all these things and it's okay to say you're just okay, you know, just okay. That's, o that's okay. And, um, you know, I think it's real and it's good and that's the way she started it and that was, that was my takeaway there. And then Stephanie, you know, don't panic. The food is coming. The food is growing. It's all still happening. It's making its way. It's getting where it needs to be. And we've got some awesome women all along that chain making sure it happens. So take some time, check in with your loved ones, check in with your friends, maybe even some people that you don't talk to very often, maybe write them a letter, but don't forget to ask them how they are. <laughs>